0: Carolyn Jasinski reports in again on her half-lap of Australia in the RV, but suddenly she's shocked, having been on the road for 37 days at that stage. She's shocked to have left behind the emptiness of the Australian outback, the big skies, the quiet. Now that she's hit the east coast of Australia during school holidays, she's feeling hemmed in. Too many cars, too many people, too much noise after her month in the sparse landscape of the Northern Territory in Western Queensland.
1: Carolyn Jasinski has uh, called in, and I think she's had an epiphany. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to spell that, uh, because she's been so long in the outback, I think she's hit civilization, and it's really got to her. Carolyn, how are you feeling? Are you Okay. Do I, I'm do I need fabulous. to Roddy, Coca-Cola.
0: <laughs> I've just had a real shock. We've come from the bush to the beach. And we we had, I was counting it day by day, 37 days of driving this half lap. So we've gone from Adelaide up through the centre of Australia, along the Stuart Highway, up to Darwin, did a side trip to Kakadu, back to Darwin, and then backtracked down along the, the Stuart Highway to this little town called Three Ways. It's not really a town, it's more of a roadhouse. And that's where we turn east to go towards the coast. So that's thirty seven days of driving. That's just over seven thousand kilometers. That's a lot of wide open spaces and long distances between road houses and towns and villages and so it's lots and lots of nothing. And we loved it. But after thirty seven days we were kind of looking forward to going east and reaching the coast so we're swapping the bush for the beach but it's come with a few shocks to the system really? and, I'll just, yeah, <laughs> yes. and i just yeah yes and look we, we live in a city and but when you're immersed in the outback and you just get used to slowing down and that beautiful um space if you like, and and you just you get used to the outback way of life, I guess, and you know, in a motor uh, motorhome, and you're just hitting the road, and your days are filled with kilometres just passing you by, and and we've hit the coast, and I've gone, oh, <laughs> was a bit of a shock. Oh. <laughs> the first thing we realise is that you got to remember that you're driving a manual. The motorhome's a manual, so you don't need to change gears that often in the outback, no, <laughs> and that's when you true. hit it's civilization and suddenly you know you're changing gears and there's there's traffic and oh, traffic lights you don't get traffic lights out in the bush
1: no you do not
0: except when you've got roadworks and we've laughed a couple of times because we've hit roadworks in the middle of nowhere and there'll be a traffic light and it's just one one little red or green light that you you sit at and you wait until, and it might be ten or fifteen cars coming the other way, and then, then the light turns green and you move. But just to see a traffic light in the middle of the Australian outback, is quite a novelty.
1: It's radio controlled from the other end, right?
0: Yeah, most of them are radio controlled. Sometimes I've seen people there, but other times it's not. It's right. just a. It's um, otherwise, that's AI. De-
1: too extreme.
0: Well, they detect the traffic. Right, and and then there'll be a certain number of a certain time span between when they let the last car through, and then when your light turns green. It's quite clever, mm.
1: right.
0: but it is weird seeing it. Sounds very so that, AI to me. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's. What about I, it's, the um,
1: What about the noise factor? There's no noise in the outback.
0: No, you no, deal with ex- that? Well, that, we loved the outback. We love that fact where you're, you're out there. And the most you might hear is you might hear the weather change a little bit. You might hear the wind pick up and you go, oh, the wind's picked up. <laughs> and it's just bizarre things like that, which you just take for granted. You don't even hear things like uh, sometimes it's the, the animals you might hear. And you know we were sitting in the back of this little place called Prairie and it was it's like being out on the prairie in the US and you know there's nothing around and you can hear the occasional truck go past but when you hear the sound of a buffalo mooing in the distance and you just go what the heck's that (laughs) you just take notice of more things so when you get to the coast even though it's lovely to be out of the outback again and be all you know alongside the beaches and everything's green you get this white noise where noise just kind of merges into one big blob of noise. Yeah, you don't static. hear yeah, I know what you, yeah mean. you don't hear specific things as much. So mm. that's another thing. you're right. the noise in the outback is it's, the silence is deafening. It's it is. beautiful Absolutely. out there. It's lovely. Um, you know the, the, the other thing is we hit the first rain. In almost 40 days oh. we hadn't had rain okay. and we hadn't even seen clouds for days and days we didn't even think about it until we get to the coast and you go oh there's clouds
1: they need and moisture then, to build up clouds yeah
0: yeah and then there's the rain and of course then there's the green yeah. so everything at the coast is green and it's you know you've swapped those ochres and um pr- you know like wheat colored fields there's no wheat out there but it looks no, like pastures yeah. the big savannas yeah. and you know like these muted colors of the outback if you like the the greens are more olive green and you know you've got that wheat colored fields and um mm. you get to the coast and it's all tropical but then across when you've got tropical you get things like midges now i hate midges they're, another name for them is sandflies.
1: Yeah, they can't really, you can't really see them. No. You feel them after they've bitten you and gone.
0: Yes, and they you, it feels like a little annoyance, like yeah. something's kind of landed on you. Well, I'm I'm the best insect repellent for Rick because if if there's a midge around it it gets Goes me. For you. And I have—I look like I've got chicken pox at the moment because I got oh. mauled by midges in Nearly Beach. So oh. that's one thing I don't like about
1: the beach. But. I think some people call them. Maybe the Americans call them no noseums. Oh, okay. I, I haven't heard they they that before. But yeah, I think everyone's got them. they're, they're oh. you know, wherever there's a mangrove or yes, uh, anything yeah, like or that they are—they are a pain in the proverbial buttocks.
0: They really are, and I've had a terrible reaction. But anyway, so while it's green, that's the lovely side of it, but then comes the midges, and, and <laughs> that's not such a good sign. Yeah. And then space. So the big difference, the biggest difference, I think, is that when you're in the outback, you've got so much space around you. When you get to the coast, suddenly you've got streets, and you have to watch how wide the motorhome is because yeah. the streets, you've got – buildings and things like that and and you know we're in caravan parks now and space is at a premium so it feels a little bit like you're crammed in a bit it doesn't take long to get used to it um but it is just a shock to the system so yeah yeah. but i had some interesting stats if if you need to any
1: stats yep yep anybody who's, who's good
0: yeah anybody who's thinking of doing a you know a big road trip we left 37 days ago. So, in that time, we've gone from Adelaide to Darwin, out to Kakadu, back to Darwin, down three ways across to Townsville. That's 7,000 kilometres. It's cost us $2,266 in fuel, and that averages out to about $56 a day. So, that's... that's not bad. It's not bad, but... Um, well, the dearest fuel and the cheapest. So, the dearest... Yeah. Was two dollars sixty one a litre at Barclay Homestead? Where's that? That's uh, along the road where we turned east to go to the coast. So we've come down to Three Ways. So along the Stewart Highway, it's about about a thousand kilometres back down from Darwin towards heading south.
1: It's heading towards Mount Isa, is it?
0: Heading south first, and then we turn it three ways, and then that's that's where you are heading towards Mount Isa, and you're going east towards the eastern seaboard. Okay. So Barclay Homestead is out in the middle of nowhere, and it's fabulous. I love it out there, but it's in the middle of
1: nowhere, so you got getting their money's worth out of the petrol.
0: Yeah, and everything's remote out there, and they do have signs up saying that. you know, before you whinge about the prices, please think about the fact that it's an independently run um, homestead, and they they provide powered sites and caravan parks, and they've got a few cabins and things out there. But they would get no no assistance from the government, so right. so you know they 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 proud not proudly, but they say you know like we have to charge because we don't get any help. And um, you're
1: using diesel, right? Yes. Just yeah. People out there in ordinary cars.
0: Yeah. So that's $260, two sixty two dollars sixty one a litre there. Mm-hmm. Um, cheapest fuel was two dollars four a litre at Port Augusta. Yeah,
1: I'm at that... Port Augusta. It's two dollars thirty four
0: here. Oh right. <laughs> well, I'm at Rockhampton at the moment. It's two dollars twenty. Right. So that's t- but that's another thing you notice that as you hit the coast. The price of petrol comes down, yeah. but accommodation is going up. So especially along the eastern seaboard, as soon as you hit water, uh, caravan parks go up. Yeah. So so our accommodation, the cheapest accommodation we've had is, is all the free camps that we've been doing along the way. The only price you have to pay there is the price you pay to use a long drop toilet.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, the peg for your nose.
0: Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't tried a long drop toilet basically a hole in the ground with a toilet stuck on top mm. and it can be can be okay but can be a little bit, a bit, a bit woofy. yes yeah. okay <laughs> the dearest accommodation now i'm talking powered sites in caravan parks because right. we've got the motorhome so we just we'll
1: pull park up at somewhere
0: yes yeah if we're not free camping we'll go to a caravan park when we need showers and a bit of power to recharge things. So the dearest we've come across was Dundee Beach, and that's ninety minutes from Darwin, and it's a favourite with the locals from Darwin. It's a very big fishing um, village after with
1: Crocodile Dundee.
0: It was named after the movie. I did yeah. ask that, okay. and and uh, the current owners weren't entirely sure, but they said yes, it did come after Crocodile Dundee. Okay. So. Um, it's a great place, but again, full of midges, so go prepare with the um, Tropical Strength AeroGuard, you know, insect repellent. So they cost us $65 a night there for a bit of uh, grass and power, so right. it's quite expensive, but it did have a non bathroom. So and you, you have, pulled
1: up next to that, did you?
0: Pulled up right next door so to you it. You got your own, own bathroom. Your own little you bathroom.
1: Sharing. That's worth a bit. That's worth that's, $20.
0: Bucks. It's gold. Yeah, yeah it, it really was. Nice to spoil ourselves there. Yeah. The, and the second dearest one so far was Riverview Tourist Village at Catherine. Um, that was only $45 a night. And that's at the gateway to the Catherine Hot Springs. So okay. it's worth paying the extra there. The quirkiest, I think, was Dunmara. And that's also on the way down from Darwin. And it was only twenty nine dollars a night, but it's only a roadhouse, so it's you just pull in because there's nowhere else to go, and you you just hit the end of the day and you go, I need to stop for the night. It's twenty nine dollars as a bargain, and it came with its own knot of cane toads, so it, oh. I had to look up what a what a collective noun for cane toads was. It's a knot, knot, and cane A-N-O-T. toads. cane ot. Oh. But okay. these cantos are revolting, yeah. so look they horrible. they were guarding the shower block, and I thought, no, I'm not having a shower tonight. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the um, talking distances. Our longest day was 463 kilometres in a day, okay. and that was from Barclay Homestead to Mount Isa, and we we pushed it a bit further so that Rick could watch the footy.
1: <laughs> there was, was Adelaide like, in something.
0: Port was port power was on, so
1: right.
0: yeah, we went a bit further. But that's if for any of the nomads out there in their motorhomes or caravans, they would be going 463 kilometres, right. way too far. It's a big day. Anyone who's used to driving long distances would go, oh yeah, that's not that's not too bad. But any of the people, the seasoned travellers, would say that's too far to go. It was a big day. And the shortest trip we did, well, I'm embarrassed to say that was the day we went from Daly Waters towards um, Mataranka, but we only got to Larimer. We, it was when we turned off, uh, oh, we've already bog, spoken about it. The yeah, bog story. where we turned off to see a historic site and got bogged in the bush. Yeah. So that was our shortest day. Okay. <laughs> well, shortest distance, longest day. That took us hours to get saved. Fantastic. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. that's actually great. That's great information for people who are wanting to do that. And whether you've got a car, or a car with a van, or a car with a camper trailer, or something, um, you know, you're probably going to be doing that sort of mileage. Um, yeah, not the most efficient way to drive around the country, is it?
0: No, I look. At, if you if you divide the kilometres by the number of days, it's actually about 190 kilometres a day. You just don't do that. You don't do the same distance every day, you of course. You had lay
1: days in Darwin too, didn't you?
0: We did. We had yeah. days off. We had a week in Darwin, you need that. and so. oh yeah. And look, you might get to a place and just love it, so you mm. just stay longer.
1: So you haven't drawn um, up the for sale sign in the window of the van yet.
0: No, no, no. I'm loving it. Oh, good. Yeah, we've got where, another where
1: seven. seven. Go, what about a lap of Tasmania? That'd be exciting.
0: Oh yes, have to do Tasmania. In fact, we're supposed to be doing all of the eastern seaboard on this trip, but we're just loving the fact that we're winging it. And uh, we've we've pulled up to Rockhampton, for example, and we thought, oh, you know, we'll just spend the night here. Well, we're going to we're spending two now because I love Rockhampton. It's a beautiful place, okay. and there's heaps of little side trips. But I might talk to, to you about Rocky in a in a separate chat because there's so much to do here. Okay, there's caves. There's um there's beach places. It's about forty kilometres to the the actual coast again, but you can take a ferry across to Great Keppel Island, and you can take the dog with you. So oh,
1: okay.
0: I'm going to do it and find out what it's like, and I'll yeah, let you know.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for today's gems. I think uh, <laughs> people will draw from that what they need if they, if they want to do a, a lap. Of course, this is the time of year you probably want to be coming home from your lap. Uh, I wouldn't be setting out right now. It's getting hot up there, isn't it?
0: Yes, I'd be, that's why we're heading south. Right. So it's started, yeah, I think they're predicting 36 degrees Celsius on Wednesday. Up here in Rockhampton, there's a heat wave across the country at the moment. Um, But yeah, now is the time when um, you head south to get to places like South Australia and Victoria. You don't want to really be heading north for the wet season because, and the build up is starting now the tropical build up uh, um, where they get lots of high air pressure and no rain yet. When the rain breaks in January, it's a bit of relief, but it's very short-lived. So it's better to go south around some December, wise, January, February.
1: Some wise words from someone who's out there doing it. We appreciate <laughs> you doing it, Carolyn, you, Rick, and Monty.
0: And Monty. <laughs> Monty the dog. Yeah, and, he's loving uh,
1: it. I think you're going to have to get a little um, a sculpture of the dog sitting on the front like the flying lady on the Rolls Royce. <laughs> You
0: know, oh, that's fabulous. You have to chrome
1: him and stick him <laughs> on the front of the van.
0: He could be like the Jaguar, couldn't
1: he? <laughs> with his hair flowing in the breeze. I think he yes. looks fantastic. Very good. All right. Well, thank Thanks, you very Graeme. much for that. And uh, we'll be in touch.
0: Okay. Thanks a lot. Caroline Jaczynski was speaking there with Graham Kemlo.